Welcome to Weekend Rental, the gaming and geek culture podcast. This is episode 26. And um, as always, you can find us, all things Weekend Rental, at weekendpodcast.com. Find the, the podcast itself on iTunes and Google Play. Go ahead and leave us a review. Share it. Get the word out. We really appreciate it. Um, I am Ryan, of course. And as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, so let's kick things off as usual. We're going to go right into Buy, Rent, Burn, the opening segment of the podcast. What we do, we each pick three games for a given system. Individually, we'll play those games and decide which of those games we would buy, rent, or burn. The system of choice this episode is going to be the almighty Sega Genesis. Um, And Andy's pick is Crackdown. Um, Justin has gone with Caliber 50. And I've selected Joe and Mac. Um, so we're going to go back through the list, hear a little bit about each game, uh, and give our thoughts. So let's, let's start off with Andy's pick crackdown. The description on this, according to game facts, uh, Ben and Andy, the two top special service agents have accepted a very dangerous assignment. The elimination of Mr. K and his artificial life system. Mr. K plans to rid the earth of humanoid life forms using killer robots. He's created and no one but Ben and Andy can stop him. Wow. They didn't talk about orbs at all in there. And why only Ben and Andy? <laughs> yeah. And does he make the cereal, Mr. K? Is that how we get the money to like overthrow the world with artificial life systems? <laughs> like, Is he special K? Is that his thing? Yeah, that's the next one up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crackdown is a video game that most people would probably associate with a 360. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but... we should we should emphasize it's crack space separate word down. It's not the, yep. the Microsoft run on word. Yeah, it's the it's the original Crackdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody knows this one even exists. That's why they, they Microsoft decided like, what should we name this game? They're like, ah, oh, Crackdown. But sir, there was one. Yeah, but nobody know nobody knows that one. You know, like, <laughs> right? Just get rid of the space. They're not going to sue us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually had a lot of fun with this game just because it's a little bit different on uh, kind of how they format everything. I don't know. It's almost kind of like a maze game, but a shooter too top down of course um but the the point of the game is to get to these x's all over the map plant bombs get to the exit and everything blows up so it's kind of like a uh i don't know the only thing i don't like about it is it's timed there's one at one point farther in the game i couldn't get to the ending in in time um but yeah it's basically a maze that you have to uh get through and it's just littered with people with guns flamethrowers whole bunch of stuff and uh the mobility is just not there for me <laughs> like you you can shoot a guy but they can shoot the same speed if not faster so it's 
for me, it was tough to like jump in front of them, shoot and get out of the way in time. Yeah, it's it's a little unfair. The AI is kind of cheap in that sense. It kind of, you know, the thing that this struck me as right away is it almost reminded me of um, a stealth game like Metal Gear, especially like the older top down like MSX versions. Like that was my first thought was like this is it's more about being tactical and stealthy almost out of necessity, because like you said, like the AI is so fast and so cheap. Um, I noticed like when I was looking at this, like this was originated in a lot of like early PC um, platforms as well, which kind of makes sense when you look at this because all the menus felt very much like a PC game. Yes. I, yeah, I hate the presentation of this game um, because it's very much like a PC setup where it's like, it's basically four, four windows on your screen in a four by three aspect ratio. So like your playable space is just so insignificant. Like it's just so much wasted real estate. And there was no need for it because you really didn't need a, I mean, the map was helpful, but I didn't need like a constant feedback of like the enemy types and the count left and like how many bombs I had. Like there had to be more efficient ways to program that. And it was just like a lazy port over from like computers to the Genesis. I felt like with that. Yeah, I didn't think about that until now now that you mention it, but I do agree with that. Um, And I I did feel like it was kind of a stealth-type game as well, where um, once I finally realized you could lean against the wall to scoot towards the people without being shot, it was was quite a bit easier. You could Mm -hmm. scoot Um, well on the wall? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that either. No, I didn't try it. I just threw my back against the wall. I never tried, like, slow-moving, but that makes sense. And then, like, it only sucked, though, because you'd get to the corners, and then the other people would stop on the corners, yeah. too. So, who's who's going to jump out first? And you know they're not going to, so you do, and then you get shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to that situation every corner. It is satisfying, though, like, when the guys just walk in front of you, and you just, you're around yeah. the corner, and you just blast them, you know? Yeah. That's... yeah. And those bombs that you pick up are, like, you just feel like a god, like, you just eradicates everything on screen like it's pretty satisfying it does break down a little bit though because like while the controls are pretty decent as soon as you get to those like moving platform areas it's just like oh this is this is not sufficient for controlling this game (laughs) like it was i died so many times on just that first like three block gap i had to cross yeah Really cool concept, though. Like, not something I recall seeing much of in that era. Like, it it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think that just, like, the top-down nature of it and, and the, like, the maze-like nature of it is pretty cool. Like, you just don't see that too often. Most of it's wide-open shooters, you know. Does anyone know if, like, the two-player option, like, was two-player on-screen simultaneous? Or do you suppose you took turns? Yeah, I don't know. Because I can see that, like, couch co-op-wise, if you had two people, it would be pretty... be fun. It'd be frustrating. I mean, you have to know where you were going together, but... Or if you damaged your your partner. Or oh, yeah, that's true. Use him as a human shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. I assume it's you take turns, but... I would guess, yeah. But the AI isn't near enough, good enough to, like, really do strategy on it, right? No. No, probably not. You might, yeah, because like I wonder if it would even be intelligent enough to like use one guy as like the distraction and then like kind of like pick him off. It took me forever too to realize that you could shoot diagonally. 
I felt like such an asshole once I figured that out. I was like, oh, I could have avoided getting shot so many times. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It still doesn't help you a lot, though, because, like like we've said, like the fire rate is insane. Yeah. Hmm. I just hopped across and tried to get on the next wall. <laughs> Usually yeah. get shot in, in the jump. Yeah, my winning strategy usually involved, like, bomb, explosion, plant, run, plant, and then, like, one more bomb and ran myself out, which works <laughs> for the first handful of stages, and then it gets nuts. Yeah, the timer gets in the way then. Yeah. Yep, it's nuts. It's it's cool, though. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So let's move on here to Justin's pick, which is going to be caliber 50 which i think is an interesting name why not just 50 caliber 50 cal (laughs) whatever yeah i guess that was a more modern term um so the description on this one uh dare to blast your way through the savage jungles of vietnam Uh, on your mission you will encounter more vcs more hazards and more screens of pulse pumping action than you can begin to imagine it's up to you pretty (laughs) short and sweet (laughs) Yeah, this one is top-down, you know, scrolling shooter as well. Um, not really a puzzle to it or anything. It's just basically go in there and destroy everything on screen and collect the power-ups. Yeah, it's like Akari Warriors or Guerrilla War or Time Soldiers, like that style. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're lucky enough and you have a bunch of boxes, and if you shoot them, you can spell the word ass <laughs> in the power-ups. <laughs> Well, I need to go back and play this again now. What weapon is that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed pretty good. I couldn't get a picture because they disappeared so fast. (laughs) And I only got it once. (laughs) It's the third map or whatever. (laughs) It's awesome. The controls, though, are kind of odd. Yes. So I looked at this because I was I was thinking about this, and it uses the same control scheme as uh, Makari Warriors, where it's the actual arcade joystick with the turn dial, uh, which is the same setup that Time Soldiers used in the Master System, and we all know how that translated over. Mm-hmm. But this game goes for a completely different direction and tries something new, which almost works. For the most part. In that, yeah, in that, you in the Genesis D-pad, you don't have dual stick controls so you have your d-pad to move and then it uses i guess it would be c and a rotate your character shooting wise in a circle either left or right you spin the pattern and then the middle button is your fire um which i think on the genesis pad would really suck because it's spread out and the buttons are too big but like i used a ps3 wired controller and i actually got really good at just being able to rock my thumb to continue shooting and do the turning and i kind of like fell into a groove but it's like a smart attempt at making this game feel like the arcade port but like it just it doesn't quite save it which sucks and i've heard that the genesis port is only single player whereas the arcade was two yeah that's kind of a downside but that's pretty common that that's you know late 80s those type of games are always right. stripped a second player a lot of times, but um, I don't know. I was kind of the opposite. I I played it on the like 
I emulated it first, and then uh, my pad is more like a Super Nintendo. Sure. And didn't like that because you basically had to do kind of awkward. You know, the middle button was there, but you had to like rock it in kind of an awkward way. Sure. So then I pulled it off the shelf, put it in the Genesis, and it's way better on the Genesis controller, I thought. Just really? the big old okay. big old three button. Just be able to like I suppose you could almost do three fingers too, right? Like you wouldn't have to hold that traditional. Oh, that's thumb. a good point. Yeah. I didn't try that, but I don't know. It, it wasn't too bad. You just have to move your finger. It's basically just like left or right, you know, you're just sliding your finger back and forth. It's right. nothing nothing too bad. Yeah, I was playing on basically the Super Nintendo controller as well. And uh I just set the controller on my leg and use Nice. Yeah. Three fingers on the control for the shooting and turning. And it, it worked worked pretty well. It's just it's strange to get used to the which way is turning which way <laughs> as you're going. Yeah. And then you find yourself just basically going along the way, just spinning in circles, shooting the entire time. So mm-hmm. that's a yeah, valid I was way gonna to say, play like, this game. Most, <laughs> yeah, like I kind of like figured out pretty early on that like the winning strategy most of the time was just to only rotate in one direction ever. Like with the gun, because it was just faster to do that than like try and keep my head straight on like which direction my guy was going to turn. But yeah, that works I don't know, like, for the most part. I, but yeah, I I liked it. Like I, it reminded me a lot of Time Soldiers, which I mean, it's in the same vein. I think it's same like Sega. They're both Sega titles, I believe. So it doesn't it doesn't seem too crazy. I guess this one came out like two years after Time Soldiers. So I suppose they just wanted to reuse like that cab and like some of the controls, but I thought like the graphics were a little plain, but for the most part, like I thought the the style of it, like the music was good, like the sound effects were good, like genu- genuinely like almost everything about it was like pretty like pretty top notch. I mean, I felt very faithful to like an arcade game and kept me interested and like, I just like the variations and like finding your path off the screen or like diving into a hole. And then, you know, every once in a while, like a tank or something would come in and change it up. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It's like that... almost total carnage ish. <laughs> One thing that bothered me was the enemies outside of the map that you could go drop power ups. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like why? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Thanks for teasing me. <laughs> Yeah, that sucked. One well, like in the as you progress too, like the game just gets so cheap with like lining those outer edges with guys that like yeah they serve no purpose other than to just mow you down because like you said you get no benefit off of killing them. Yeah, it's eventually other like a whole funnel. Shot. Yeah. Or you get the right. flamethrower and you just can't reach. Here's twelve guys with the rocket launcher. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes me want to like actually find this arcade cabinet and give it a shot. Right. I wonder how I rare that like game a better is. Version. Like I've never I mean I never saw it. I mean I never heard of it. Yeah. And this would have been like a couple years oh, it'd have been around the same time as the Kakari Warriors, but like even that game is notable as that wasn't the arcades you didn't see too often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Like I don't know what this thing goes for, but like if I saw it for a reasonable price, I would definitely pick it up. I liked it that much. It's probably like twenty bucks, I think, something like that. Okay. It is a bummer yeah. that there's no two player co-op though. Cause I feel like you could have like two players who knew what they were doing and like knew the layout 
you could overcome a lot of the shortcomings with the controls. But knowing that it's only a solo game, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, I'll only ever get so far into this before I give up. Yeah. Because it forces you to die. Uh, the power-up system in this is really cool, too. It's just constantly collecting ammo. I think that's what what they're trying to refer as those orange things, right? I assume so. I don't know. Or because ass, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you pick those up, and it raises your bar, and as you level up that bar, you get better stuff. That's the way it seemed like, right? And yeah. once you get, like, that, that uh, flamethrower, like, that's pretty good. You, yep. you can even extend that flamethrower out a little bit, like a couple more. And yeah, I didn't get it too far, but I wonder if you could get the whole screen. That would be just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you first start, just, like, forget, you of... can't reach some of the enemies outside the, the zone with it because the flamethrower wasn't very far. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, too, like, I kind of forgot about it, but like, I love the stock animation for the gun where it just like, animates like shell casings flying everywhere around your character <laughs> so it's just like a constant rain of like empty shell casings everywhere it's so fucking cool yeah feels pretty badass did you guys just shoot all the time that's yeah. what i did yeah oh yeah yeah pretty much just shot I thought it was, okay, so this is, yeah that was kind of my strategy too i thought it was interesting how like it would launch grenades based on you tapping the firing though like yeah. if you held it didn't constantly yeah. throw them so it required you to like let off and press again yeah, which I suppose came down to the fact that they use the other two buttons to rotate your character, but I've never seen the game do that before. It's interesting. I always thought it was so weird because every so often I'd have a grenade by me. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? And then I realized as soon as you let go. <laughs> <laughs> well, then for the longest time I picked them up. I'm like, why? How do I? Th- there's no more buttons. How do I throw this? And then <laughs> uh, gradually it sunk in. I was like, oh, okay, I get this now. Cause yeah, like you guys, I never took my hand off the fire. I was, I was always going. Yeah, I don't know. For only working with three buttons on the controller, I think they did a really good job, like translating. Yeah, that. I agree. Yeah, it's a super inventive approach, like one that I've not seen anybody else do, and yeah. it mostly works. Yeah, yeah. The more enemies that get thrown at you, shooting at all these different directions, it's almost like a bullet hell at that point. So right. That gets a lot. I, I at least I don't have the agility in my fingers to do that. I'm not an esports gamer to <laughs> play a bullet hell, but also know the direction that you're aiming to shoot these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, that's and I suppose like that's they didn't tone down the arcade difficulty much. They just tried to make it work yeah. best they could, which was like, it would have been nice if they could have tweaked it and balanced it a little bit more to make it more fair, given how slow it was to turn your character around at certain points mm-hmm. at those choke points it was nuts. So let's talk about our last game, Joe and Mac uh, this is my pick. So description on this one back in the distant past way back line. Okay. I don't, that's a stupid description. Well, well hopefully we'll edit this. Okay. So this. <laughs> Caveman rape girls. That's the, yes. that's the description. More or less. Yeah, it is yes. like a, yeah, the, absolutely. The description back in the distant past uh, lived two cave dudes named Joe and Mac, whether it was dinosaur demolition 
or periodactyl hang gliding. Life for the boys is pretty cool. Cool it is until a bogus bunch of Netherland nerds crashed their village and scared off the cave babes. Now the cave babes are out there somewhere. Lost and really lonely. So what are you waiting for? It's up to Joe and Mac to get him back. As like Andy said, it's pretty much like, uh, yeah. Some dudes come in and drag your women out by their hair. Which, that opening segment with the last caveman who gets like the <laughs> big chick is hilarious that's pretty good uh but yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a macho man type setup it's um is, is data east did they put us out in arcades originally right john mac i believe I so yeah so it is an arcade game it's a platformer um which actually is kind of more of a boss rush uh the stages are incredibly short and simple up until you get to the bosses, which then require, well, some skill and some luck. Um, the art style is great. It controls well. You've got, like, uh, weapon attack, plus you can do the traditional jump on enemies' heads sort of thing. Um, I don't know. There's not much to complain about, like, the visuals and sound department. I will say, like, the gameplay um, and just, like, the boss focus element on it, kind of, like, where it down a little bit more than i think it could have if they had to focus more on like the platforming and less on these short levels with like bosses that get increasingly frustrating much easier as a two-player game too i've gotten a lot further with two people than i did so oh, yeah i could see that for sure yeah they probably don't raise the difficulty all that much with two players no and then one person can die and come back while the other person can continue the oh. boss fights which helps enormously since like if you play in traditional mode you get three hits and you're dead which as long as some of those boss battles are it kind of sucks or as long as they can be i guess hmm. first guy's pretty easy you just stand there as john shoot up which is like well okay i did that in like five <laughs> seconds it's great but then the next guy like the second boss is kind of where the frustration even starts because that's just like a matter of endurance. You're forced to take hits and then there's like the death throw. So if you don't know that the death throw is there from the second boss and have enough life to cover yourself, you die anyway, even after winning, which sucks. I hate games that do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you think you win and then they're like, oh, you might, you still can lose. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, the first time that happened to me playing this again, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. My biggest problem with this, like, it just seems clunky to me. Like, the for a platformer, the actions just aren't snappy enough for me, I guess. Like, the when he's throwing his tomahawks and stuff like that, it's, it feels like it's, like, a half a second later than when I press the button. Plus, the attacks, like, are slow and they arch up. So, like, I mean, you you have to get used to it, of course, but... It's just not on pace with something like a lot of Mario and, you know, all the, the standard in good platforming, you know? Mega yeah. Man is instantly shooting guns and, yeah, I don't know. I think that was kind of my issue with it, too. Yeah, which I feel like is indicative of, like, all data use platformers. Like, they're all, there's always, like, they didn't quite get it. Like, you know, this, Bad Dudes, Karnov, like, they all feel kind of fucked in the controls department, mm -hmm. not where they should be. So how come you were able to stand underneath them and hit them in the jaw? When I did that, I got hit by his tail. <laughs> oh, you get it. So, uh, when that platform is there, you got to line your character right up on the edge of it. 
and that's like your cutoff line. Oh, okay. You stand when, right when he, where, where oh, that, yeah. and then, yeah. Where he puts so as long as you down. don't cross yep. any further forward, you're safe, which it takes a couple tries to figure that out. But yeah, no, that happened to me too. Cause that's what I was doing. And the first time it worked just fine. And the second time I got hit by the tail and then, well, probably the next like 10 times I tried it, I got hit by the tail and I finally just gave up. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while. Well, that's before like a I huge problem with this game. Right. And that's a, that's a huge problem. Cause like how many people gave up on this? Because like the end bo- or that first boss fight seems so stupid. Like even yeah. me going back to it, took, I died and had to continue once before I was like, Oh, like that's how I need to play this. Cause like I was trying the traditional, like the obvious method where you'd stand up on the ledge and jump and throw, but like that's, it takes impossible. forever. <laughs> well that, and you can't yes. like, if you don't stand on the ledge, if you stand underneath it, those people are all across the top or fall down. You don't know which one they're going to do. And then yeah. you get hit. Yeah. So then you jump yeah. up on the ledge and then a couple of them come tumbling in instead of rolling. So then you get hit when you jump still. I don't know. It was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you'd think like they threw those extra cavemen at you to like give you life in case you needed it. But like in that boss battle, killing those cavemen that rolled out, I never got life out of it. So I, I don't yeah. know. What, what, I don't know what the strategy was there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It kind of reminds me of like Bonk's Adventure, but not quite as enjoyable. Is kind of how I look at the. It is a. I will say it's a much better two player experience, but that's not you know what we brought to the table here. Like playing these games individually, it's a. It's kind of like a trial of like frustration to play solo and get through these bosses because they do require a lot of patience and a lot of kind of dumb luck. Because of that floaty control scheme, like you mentioned, but I mean, I think like the, I think the on-screen appeal of it is kind of immediately there. I feel like it. Oh, was, it looks great. Yeah. yeah. It's, like the cart- cartooniness of that on a Genesis, it's probably like up there for the that style. Yeah, yeah. It's the characters almost good. pop off the screen. They look great. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So we've gone through all three games. Let's um, let's give our verdict. Andy, why don't you start off? Sure. Uh, my buy is going to be caliber fifty. Just because it's, I don't know. I I thought the way they tackled that control scheme worked out really well for you know limitations of three buttons. Obviously not as good as something like Total Carnage, just because. They pulled it off flawlessly. Like they did a t- total carnage is a twin stick shooter at, at its heart, whereas this is can't pull that off. So they did the best they could. I think it did pretty well. Um, definitely up there as far as like for how early on it was too. 1988, I think it came out. So yeah, or 89. So like that's way before Genesis's heyday anyway. So that was a pretty impressive. I thought. Um, my rent is going to be crackdown. Uh, I did enjoy that just because it's, it was something refreshing. It's like you said, it is kind of a computer game that I didn't think about that until now, or, you know, until you brought it up, but, uh, it, I don't know It it's something different for sure. You're not going to get that style. Um, especially when like the goal of the game is to plant bombs and spur, you know, a specific spot, not so much like just kill these dudes, you know, it's, 
there's a the the objective is different, you know, so you can tackle it different ways if you can make it happen. Um and my uh my burn is going to be Joe and Mac for how good it looks on the Genesis. Uh, I I just didn't have a lot of fun playing it. I just felt like it was like I don't know. It was like a slower version of Adventure Island almost to me. That's fair. Kind of. And it just, uh, it was just, uh, I don't know. Just wasn't quick enough or snappy enough for me to really make it, you know, in the, in the same camp as like a Mega Man action game or, uh, and there wasn't enough good platforming in it to be, you know, a pure platformer either. So. Sure. Justin, how about you? That was my first thought of the game too, was the Adventure Island. But oh, yeah. So yeah, it's funny I didn't it, put that together but... until you said it. No. Um, all right, so my buy is going to be Caliber 50. Um, I, I think the way the game plays is actually pretty good. Uh, once you can get you know, adjusted to the controls, um, it's actually pretty fun. Um, my rent is going to be Crackdown. Uh, just I had more fun playing that than Joe and Mac. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a, a decent game. It's really tough though, as far as the enemies on the angles and whatnot, just with the controls. I thought, but I think that's more fun than Joe and Mac. Um, yeah, Crackdown will be my my rent. My burn is going to be Joe and Mac. Um, like you guys said, it looks good. But it, I just... I didn't like it. And the fact that that first boss is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Unless but, you know the secret, which you know. Yeah, do. now I do, but still. I, <clears throat> I'll pass on that game. <laughs> it'll, it'll only take you 30 seconds to beat him, then, you know. You can literally <laughs> blow through that first level. No time. Right. Good luck with the second one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I'd like all these games, actually. So I don't really. I don't know that I like in all honesty, if I didn't have to make a choice, I would put them all kind of on the same tier. Um, but I'm going to buy. Joe and Mac, um, just because I like this as a cooperative game. And my wife and I have played it quite a bit in, in co-op mode. And I think there it, it is where it really shines. I think like everything you guys said and we talked about makes sense. Like it is subpar in a lot of categories to other platformers, but I don't know. I'm kind of a sucker for platformers. I like the visuals. And I mean, again, it's not a game I'm going to pick up and play like in long stints, but you know, with a buddy next to you on the couch, it, it makes the game a lot better. Um, Rent, I would do caliber 50. Uh, that is like 100% my style arcade game. I think what they did with the control scheme is great. I liked the visuals. I liked the sound. And, um, you know, it, it's pretty cool how it takes an approach to a twin stick game that went to a system that couldn't pull that off. Um, it only gets the rental just because I know that it will never be like a two player co-op game because it lacks that feature. So that's kind of what kicks it down for me, um, but still really liked it. And then I'm going to burn... Crackdown, mostly just on presentation. I like the gameplay. I like what it did and what how it was different. I just 
it really bothered me like that it was using 25% of my screen real estate to like actually play the game and everything else was just like menus that I was forced <laughs> to constantly stare at. Um, but you know, I is playing it. It's fun. Uh, that just really frustrated me a lot. So I'm going to burn it for that reason, but I would legitimately buy all these games. Well, I already have Joe and Mac, I guess, but the other ones for sure. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Another Byron burn in the books. So let's move on to the heart of the podcast. Um, kind of a slow gaming and news week or a couple of weeks post E3. Um, I don't know what everyone else has been up to. I myself didn't do a lot of gaming. Uh, the family and I went on a family vacation to the mountains of Montana. Uh, anyone who follows me on Twitter or Facebook, they'd, they'd see the posts I had. I guess we did some hiking, um, you know. We love the mountains, my wife and I, and it's fun to take the kids out there. We did some fishing, and of course, naturally, even though it's vacation, I did do a little game hunting. Um, so we passed through like the Bozeman and Billings areas. I stopped in a couple retro game stores, like local shops. Um, picked up a few Nintendo powers. Uh, I finally got my AC adapter for my Game Boy Micro that I've been needing for a couple years now. Um, picked up Street Cop for the NES. Harder to find a game, not expensive or good. Uh, uses the power pads, so that should be a good indication <laughs> that it's not great. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a good time, very very relaxing. A lot of um, a lot of um, craft beers and like local brew pubs in Montana. Which, as much as I love video games, I probably love craft beer almost as much. So, did a little sampling and buying some off sale for beers I'd never heard of before. And of course, you know, just hanging out, not getting hammered, but also spending quality time with my children, which is more important, but also sampling beer. <laughs> no, it was a good time. It was, it was very relaxing and peaceful. And my son begged me to get up and take him trout fishing every morning, which we did. And let me tell you, trout are picky fucking fish. Like if you live in like the Minnesota, North Dakota area and you're used to lakes where you go catch panfish, like you could literally put an, a bare hook into the water and you'll catch panfish because they're that stupid and that curious and trout are some of the most intelligent and finicky fish like i literally we went two days catching nothing before i realized that a they could see the extra piece of the hook i had the bait on and b they could see the line so like finally after getting like just super thin test line and like the tiniest hook to like bury into the bait we were able to catch fish but it was unbelievable. Like we were using corn as the bait and you could take a piece of corn, you could throw it in the lake and instantly they'd eat it. But if I put that on like a hook and the hook was remotely hanging outside on the normal line we had, which I don't know what you use around here, like what eight pound test, maybe they, they knew it was unbelievable. Which is strange because it's not like 
they should know what corn is either. Like that should be a pretty foreign object. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's absolutely true. <laughs> it is weird. Oh, they also you would like corn and Velveeta cheese were like the two baits of choice. Like how <laughs> those two things are like the go to at this pond we were going to. I don't know, but. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I've never fished and had like so much frustration, but I don't know. They're like a hive mind mentality or something. It's weird. I can just picture like the the Pinterest recipe for cooking trout is first you need to catch it with Velveeta. <laughs> then you don't even need to season it. Like that bitch is ready to go. You throw it in a pan, you're done. Cheesy fish, here we come. First you need to corn corn feed it a little bit to fatten it up a little bit and then obviously yeah. obviously yeah yeah <laughs> no it was fun what have you guys been up to been playing a little bit of a game that has tore this household apart and oh, i know what this is already uh my wife is playing it right now as we speak and i'm not i'm not I'm okay doing this, being away from it, not doing it. And that is overcooked. Kind of surprised nope, you on that's that That's not one. what I was expecting. That's, yeah, that wasn't the one you were thinking. I was thinking you guys finished a way out and somebody murdered no. somebody. No, not yet. I <laughs> want to finish a way out, but uh, my wife is obsessed with... Okay, so I would say my wife's one of my wife's favorite games is Diner Dash. Absolutely loves that style of game she's downloaded how many of them like the knockoffs on on her phone you know and she, she is kind of a perfectionist too so many of these like mobile games that are like oh beat this level but you get graded on how many stars you know you have to get three stars or whatever so it's just sure. constant like perfection of we gotta get three stars and overcooked is a game where you are cooking dishes together and oftentimes one person is handling two of the tasks to make a burger or something like that so like you'll chop up the meat and and then you pass it off to the other person and they have to throw it in the you know the stove or on top of the stove and then they you know back and forth back and forth back and forth until you finally have burgers and then you give it to the people that ordered it makes money and then you get graded on how well you do and uh i'm not very good at it there's been a lot of yelling back and forth <laughs> about what are you doing? There's it's been a high point of contention. And then when that final screen jumps off and you get one star, man, I just get ripped a new asshole. Because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't doing my job. Get good, apparently. Andy. Get good. And as you go, like the levels just fuck with you more. Like you're on an iceberg now and it's like super, you just fall off all the time or you're on a ship and the, the kitchen moves around and you have to change tasks kind of on the fly. It's, it's not my game at all. And it's probably up there. Like if somebody was going to make a game, it's probably her per perfect game. <laughs> and we just can't play it together. <laughs> <laughs> uh can you play that online with other people or is it only couch co-op yeah yeah you can do it online okay which i would i would do and i would not have my voice chat because <laughs> <laughs> you'd get just, streamed at just yeah make it a whole lot worse but it's a lot easier it's i'm just not into games that make it my life more stressful and that's a game that is just that 
That's up to four people, right? Yeah, I think so. I wonder how they do that to scale. Like, I bet it's just like how many you get done as far as like your ratings and stuff like that. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah and that's on everything, right? Like as Justin was asking, PC, Xbox, PS4, and now Switch. Yeah, we got it on Xbox Game Pass, which I wish I would have never shown that that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> so when you play by yourself, how does that work? You just do everything or what? One player? Yeah. Yeah. So you hit bumpers to like switch between things. And then if you're doing so like single player stations by yourself. Yeah. Uh, but at least like if you start a task, it'll always do it until it's done. So like if you're chopping up like a salad or something like that, he'll keep chopping until, you know, until he's done. So you can switch to the other guy and he'll, the other guy will keep chopping. So whereas if you're doing two player and I'm trying to, you know, chop salad, like three salads and there's no plates that are clean enough to put anything on, I'm the one (laughs) yelled at, you know, so. See what I, I pictured her just sitting there playing with two controllers doing better than if you were playing. Oh yeah. The mistake you, you made, Andy, was that you were supposed to be chopping salad when you were in actuality tossing the salad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd I'd almost much rather do that. <laughs> I'd probably get yelled at for not doing that very well either. But <laughs> oh god yeah no i've only ever heard like really great stuff about this game and like i've heard a lot of similar stories too to yours where it's just like couples and like one person is so much better than the other person it just always ends in like bloodshed and tears so i'm kind of curious i want to check this out the second one's coming out right yeah the second one's coming out on switch soon Uh, i think only on switch at least to begin with but it wouldn't be so bad if it was just like get the one star, pass it, go to the next level. But no, it's got to be we got to perfect it. And then, you can't move on until you've get nailed everything. Oh yeah, yeah it's oof. <laughs> Feel for you. It's a tough situation going on here. We're I don't think there's any type of counseling you can get for this. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I did this last week is I kind of ripped GameStop off in a major way. Um, They're running a couple promotions that actually end today. So if you're listening to this, sorry, you're not going to be able to partake. But uh, first of all, they were doing a 50% bonus to any trade-ins that you did. And I've never traded into GameStop. I buy a lot from GameStop, just never trade it in. And really? Never? Nope, not once. Okay. So okay. you can imagine how many times I go there, they're like, holy shit, you have a lot of points, but you don't, you've never traded in. Like what? <laughs> it's like a unicorn to them. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I carefully went through a lot of the games that I got and found ones that the, with this bonus were, they would be willing to pay a lot more for like, some of the stuff is just like stupid outliers like Mario Kart 64 or, or Mario Kart on the DS is like $30, you know, 
it's just old stuff that is just like, why are you still paying that much? But hey, who am I to complain about that? Um, and at the same time, while they're doing this, they're doing a buy two, get one free, which they do periodically, but it's always on games where this time it was on everything. So you can do buy two, get one free on consoles, which immediately my head started turning like, oh, so could you get an Xbox One, PS4 Pro, you know, get basically get one for free, which is unheard of. You know, so you're basically saving 300 and some dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's what exactly what I did. I wrangled up probably like 30 or 40 games, sent them over there, and walked out of the store with a Xbox One X and two PlayStation 4s for a little over 100 bucks. <laughs> I had to appreciate the detail on their box when you sent that picture over where it was just an Xbox one. And then in black Sharpie, they put an X behind it. So, you know, it was an X. <laughs> it's the most powerful the PlayStation console 4 Pro had it. Yeah. The pro had it's like legit box, but the Xbox one, they're like, nah, fuck it. We're going to Sharpie this bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you open it up and it's like an S with like an X carved into it, I'm going to feel bad for you. <laughs> no. No, I hooked them up and hey, they're they're pretty cool. But I only have a 1080p TV yet. I don't have a 4K yet, so it, sure. I don't know. They do like super sampling where they'll you know render it in 4K and then bring it down to 1080, which makes it look nicer. But overall, I don't know. Can't really tell too much of a difference. Frame rate. So are you gonna keep the Pro and then the X as your mains then, and then get rid of your standards? Yeah, I think so. I I might put my my PS4 over here in this room. Uh, my other Xbox went into the other room to the other TV, and I don't know. I have this extra PS4 Pro, and I'm not sure what to do with it. But it was free, so giveaway. <laughs> Everyone sent an email to the. Weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Kiss Nandy's ass. Maybe you'll get that PS4 Pro. So, like, the thing that blew my mind was didn't you say that, like, your total investment into these three systems was like 112 bucks or something stupid? Like, just yeah. insane. That's yeah, nuts. It's, yeah. For, like, basically <laughs> what? I think altogether, like, if you were going to go in there and buy them, it's over like $1,000. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, even, yeah, even refurbished. Like, yeah, that's nuts yeah so so is the know. is the ps4 pro like noticeably louder like i always hear people talking about like how that's a pretty loud you know, version of the ps4 but you know i haven't noticed yet i've only had it for a few days now so i haven't done a ton of stuff on it yet but yeah i've i haven't actually seen anything noticeable but i don't know yeah. if i haven't played like a two-hour session on it or anything like that either so I think like the VR is supposed to be snappier, right? Like that whole VR loading and like is supposed to be better with the pro. At least that's what I had heard. I, again, no experience, but yeah, I've heard that too. One. Yeah. I want to check that out some more. Cause I've heard that it doesn't necessarily make it clear or anything, but some of it helps with rendering it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the ins and sure. outs on that stuff, but yeah, I'm still kind of experimenting with it, but <clears throat> that's pretty cool you're still gonna come up like money ahead i bet in the long run by the time you like sell off your right. other consoles and 
Or yeah, you can just, just have a PS4 and an Xbox One in like every room of your house. So. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you already had so two the, Xbox Ones, didn't you? Yeah. 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 So the dude that was checking, he's like, what are you going to do with all these? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Build the supercomputer. Like, yeah. <laughs> going to wire them all together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's. GameStop's doing some weird stuff. Like, why would you do that type of promotion tied to a promotion where you could pull something like that off? It's like they're there must right. be trying to raise revenue. I didn't you know, they're looking to sell. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is the news is they're looking for a buyer. Yeah, which and then the speculation has been that think geek, you know, that acquisition is all to make themselves more marketable, knowing that their video game future was drying up. Yeah. Well, they're not going to have any good games left. It's going to be like, just here's all these old DS games <laughs> that I, right. all these jackasses are trading in because we're giving too much money for them. But yeah, that's nuts. Good for you though. Like way to game the system, I guess before. Well, it's not like you screwed them over. Like this was their advertised special. Right. You're just smart enough to realize like maximum prop or potential off of that, which is crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine too many people are going in there thinking about getting three consoles, you know, like. <laughs> so you've already been banned from their like online store. Are they going to like now like bar you at the door? Like, nope, you can't come into our retail spaces. <laughs> like you did too good on these deals. Like uh, yeah. we have to ask you to leave. Yeah, that could be very well true someday. I'm surprised. Like I, I would have figured that there would have been something in there that said you can't trade, but tried it and it worked. Nice, man. That guy no longer works there either. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty jealous of that. Yeah, I guess for me, I haven't really been doing a whole lot. Um, I started playing WoW again. So pretty much the game I play when I'm playing games. You stream that too? Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Does it have a pretty strong Twitch following? Uh, off and on. <laughs> I'm sure next month. Yeah, next month it will, because the new expansion will be out. Again. Sure. It's usually in, like, the top ten. But... Huh. Cool. Next expansion, I'll probably try to get into the PvP, which I think is what that and, you know, end game. Progression is what most people try to watch, but I've been leveling because you need to do that. People want to watch you collect a hundred haystacks and probably not. <laughs> you get your random person in there visiting and whatnot, but yeah, it's probably a little bit more people than. What you see in like the oversaturated games of Fortnite, like you get more people commenting. You mean in like the chats and yeah, like I I see a little bit more now than I did when I was playing Fortnite mainly because right. those games have millions of streamers. Monsters. Where yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's probably a different audience. Like I feel like Fortnite, like you just casually jump in and out of streams. Yeah. 
as much as the game is. Whereas if you're watching WoW, you're like, you find a streamer you yeah, like. You already have you, an investment in that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're not going to watch it unless you know the game. Like, it's such an old game at this point. Yeah. So you probably get less douchey kids being like, "Why didn't you do that?" <laughs> Your mom's a bitch. Or you'll have kid. more <laughs> that are. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Experienced and. Has B aggressive joined your stream yet? Not yet. Oh, he should. Hope. The return of Bag. <laughs> bag. He's such a douche. I. He was a douche. <laughs> but he told him. I just mistakenly told him he was a douche to his face. I can't. I thought I replied. That, that control R gets you every time, man. Ugh, or shift R or whatever R. Just R, R? maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pirate. R. Huh. Well, speaking of streaming uh, this last week, it was the Summer Games Done Quick. Uh marathon that they do speed running 24 7 down in minneapolis which i would love to go to that sometime just to see what that's kind of like but i love it i love watching at like 2 a.m when there's like some guys like speed running like cool spot and there's like one dude in the background watching <laughs> it's probably his buddy that he drove there with <laughs> yeah I forgot but, that was going on. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of fun to watch. I think that stuff's like interesting, but it's like, I don't know that it, like I have the desire to go like attend that and see like three days of that shit. You know what I mean? No. Cause like no. that's so far removed for like from what I'm into with my own playing that like, I can't imagine just wanting to watch. I mean, I like the videos, you know, like you said, like the speed runs are awesome and I'll usually catch their stuff on YouTube, but it's nuts at the same time like th probably the best way to watch it is not being there either you know it's like football <laughs> i'd rather watch it on tv you know than actually watch it on the field but um i don't know there were some pretty good ones this year the they did super mario odyssey in a little over an hour which was pretty crazy pretty pretty much like not glitched either like they didn't break the they game that the paintings. much no, no paintings, I don't think. No, just a lot of like, you know, you can do a lot of crazy stuff with that, the jumping mechanic where you throw your hat and jump on the hat, then throw the hat and jump on the hat. You know, you can get places where you're not supposed to be pretty early on. Right. So that one was kind of fun to watch. Um, what was some other ones? Some Mario Maker stuff that they just did blind. That was pretty cool. Um yeah, there's just a lot of pretty good ones overall. I, I like the th more 3D ones where they can break, you know, they find a wall, they find a way outside the wall, you know, out of bounds. And then they like, sure, look around and they get to the end of the level. Those are fun to watch. But it's amazing. The people that have that dedication to be like, figure that stuff out and come home, do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, like the way you look at a game has got to be just like <clears throat> completely different than anybody else. Like it's it takes a certain mindset for sure. Yeah, I mean, they ended the lot. The last game they ended on was Final Fantasy VI, and 
the guy did it in seven hours, which that's really fast. But at the same time, like who is watching, even watching a speed run for seven hours? And how do you practice the speed run for that long? You wake up in the morning like, well, this is my day, my one shot at this game. <laughs> Fucking punch your time card. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they raised over two million bucks, too. That's really a lot of money, too. Yeah. Oh, we should almost touch on that. I kind of forgot to mention it in my ridiculously dumb vacation roundup, but. As we were supplying up to head out to our cabin that we rented, we went to Walmart, which happened to be next to a Toys R Us. And last weekend, for anybody who didn't know, that was the final weekend of having stores open with the clearances. They're shutting down Toys R Us, so I popped into one and got some like decent like 90% off deals and like some Skylanders and Amiibo and shit. But uh, news broke this week that somebody uh, dropped a million bucks and cleared out a few Toys R Us stores uh, here in the States um, and is donating all those toys to charity for kids in need, uh, which is kind of cool, I guess, out of out of the sadness that Toys R Us is going away. It's nice to see somebody do something good. And uh, speculation was still kind of abound on the Internet. Like nobody knew. You know, people were guessing like Bill Gates and that kind of shit. I can't imagine it's going to be anybody that high profile, but for somebody to want to do that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and for a sh- very short moment there, that guy had the world's largest amiibo collection. Yeah. <laughs> I 90% of it is Skylanders. You know, it's all like Skylanders, yeah. Superchargers, like the same three vehicles, case after case. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but interesting. I thought that was a weird little news bite. So it's cool yeah. to see. Yeah, that's... Better That's a good than, way to end you know, it. getting right. I mean, it's a lot better than, you know, what happened to a lot of it, which is people buying it and flipping it on Amazon. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, I'm sure, took the opportunity to make money instead of somebody doing something good with it. Which oh, is cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Like you said, there's not much for uh, video game news. Coming out, they kind of no. everybody put their stuff out on uh, over E3. Uh, a couple things though that uh, Minecraft came out for Nintendo Switch, and they have been pushing the crossplay stuff like crazy. So to the point where they're in the same advertisement, Xbox branding right next to Nintendo, and. <laughs> Like they don't do that for just for fun. Like they're doing it to no. to say, "Hey, Sony's in the lead. Let's both work together and like put it, rub it in their face." You know that they're yeah. being jerks about this. It's kind of entertaining though to see like two companies you couldn't like business wise be like further apart, just like holding hands in this whole ordeal though and like <laughs> microsoft nintendo all the way like we play nice why don't you sony like it's, it's fucking awesome like even uh the what's his get the lead guy from microsoft uh the xbox um i don't know why i'm thinking about it but like he was on twitter i guess this last week being like i've been playing minecraft on switch and unlocking uh 
points on my <laughs> Xbox Gold like live account. He's like, now I'm playing like whatever on PC and I'm earning points on my. It's just it's so funny. Yeah, so that funny part's weird. Hey, yeah. Earning achievements on Switch. <laughs> right. It is strange, but it is kind of funny. I mean, and they're definitely wanting to hold on to this like little bit of bad press that Sony has gotten out of it. I mean, realistically, I think at the end of the day, this isn't going to fuck up Sony's game at all. I mean, yeah. It's not like 60% of people are going to let their PSN subscriptions like lapse now that I can't play, you know, Fortnite with somebody on the Switch, but it it's cool. It's I mean, it's it's interesting to see too like powers that don't really interact much. Um just take jabs at Sony. It's funny. Kind of kick them yeah. all they're down after their horrible <laughs> E3 presentation. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I, it's just kind of strange though, because like, even if PS4 said, okay, we're doing it. Like, I don't, it, people would say like, yay for one day and then life would go on. And like Sony and Microsoft really don't gain all that much either, you know, overall. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if it got to the point where Fortnite, you can't fill a game of Fortnite on PS4 and you need cross-platform, that's a different story. But, like, most of the games that are not, it's not right. it's not suffering from lack of cross-platform right now. Right. That probably won't be a problem for, like, another 10 years. I have a feeling that you'll find a game on PS4 Fortnite, regardless of cross-platform. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to think about what that game is in 10 years. They it's, had a new mode. I okay, like <laughs> this might be like insane, but I think like I feel like Fortnite's flying a little too close to the sun. Like I think it's it's gonna take a hard crash. I mean there will be there will be a ton of people playing it for a long time, but I think like it it's gotta fizzle out. Like it can't nothing stays at that level forever. And I think it's gonna come down hard. Although it's free, so it's tough to say. Because there have been games that have gotten that, like, that all-encompassing before, like World of Warcraft. Minecraft. But, like, there was a price point, you know? And yeah, like, right, you bought that stuff. Well, Minecraft, yeah. Minecraft is still... I mean, it might be out of the limelight as far as, like... So, yeah, that's it's true. Maybe we'll all still be playing and talking about Fortnite in 10 years. Who knows? I just feel like Minecraft made updates that were like improving the game big time or, you know, like, right. Whereas like, I, I'm not that much, I'm not into Fortnite at all, but like you look at it from the outside and it's like every week, it's like, this looks really weird. Like all this crazy stuff that they're doing and adding in putting and, a new city in the map. Yeah. <laughs> like all the costumes. But and I mean, stuff. that's the thing it's is like, like they have how so long much can room. you do that? Cause there's still like one map. It's still like a one map game after all this yeah. time. It's crazy. True. Yeah. They added a new game, a uh, new mode, playgrounds or something, so you can have up to four people in a room, and then just okay. go against whoever. So you invite four people in, or three others, and then it's just like you can set it to an hour timer, and you can just build or shoot each other, and it respawns and whatnot. Hmm. I don't know how if it's permanent or if it's even still there. I just seen that they added it on Friday, I think it was. 
I haven't played it. Interesting. It kind of adds like some new, like two weeks or so gameplay mechanic, like new focus to the game flow, which is cool. Yeah, and it's just like a room of four, so you see like all the people posting on Twitter pictures of stuff they built, and like the one group built a pyramid in the whole map. So they started all on the edges and built up. Huh. That's cool. Take a lot of material. You must have unlimited resources then? No, but you get way more than what you normally do, I guess, or something. Like ten times what you would normally get off of each item. I think they added it because everybody wanted to have some sort of game mode like that to practice building. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of games where you're snuffed up before you even get the chance to figure it out. If you're new. Yeah. And that's what the game turned into, is pretty much just everybody building as high as they can in each fight, get the high ground and... Shoot hmm. people. Yep. Nice. But. Well, we don't have any news left, really. Other than, well, Andy's got the one mythical console. Yeah, so I'm curious. The a pretty like high ranking like guy that's like he gets news, you know, like he has good sources, all this stuff. Pretty much put out a story that yeah, Google is joining like Sony, Microsoft. They're making a console, and like that seemed like big words compared to like oh yeah, you know if it was like Google's looking into gaming, like whatever you know. But like to make it sound like yeah, they're making console. He has multiple sources talking about this, and that seems kind of interesting because they're. As far as like streaming, because that seems like where they're going, right? All everybody's like, oh, we're looking into streaming games instead. I would think Google is like a leg up there. Like they have to be pretty far ahead. Especially Sony, I would think. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a weird time for somebody to bring another box into your home. Because like you said... The natural concept would be like, okay, they're maybe doing like in-house first party game development, but they're also giving you like a games as a service, not something I would, not that a console couldn't be that, but I don't know. I'm curious. It just seems kind of weird like, with Steam out there, wouldn't you <laughs> think that's good enough? I don't know. Right. And the cost of AAA game development being what it is, like, what is your... You'd think there would have to be some acquisitions, right? Like, we would have been hearing news on, like, the blog I I bought up by... I mean, they've kind of... They've gotten into the VR stuff quite a bit, too. They they own, like, Job Simulator that's owned by Google. There's a few other ones, I think, that are game developers that are owned by Google. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that is one of their plans, is to look into acquisitions. But, you know, Amazon was kind of, like, hot and heavy for game developers like two or three years ago. And that kind of didn't really pan out all that well. Or like they didn't really 
go that far in that direction. So yeah, who knows what this actually means. But It'd be interesting to see what they can do, though, I suppose. They got backing there. Yeah. It's probably just like a way for them to repurpose all their Google Glass. <clears throat> and it's just going to be like <laughs> an R-Zone emulator that they're going to sell us all for 150 bucks <laughs> with like an online store. That's what. That's my guess. My prediction. Yeah. Nobody bought well, these. What can we do with them? I know. Let's make them red and shitty. We'll have to start an oh, Indigo Go first. Yeah. <laughs> to play Flash games. <laughs> Browser. <laughs> yeah. We're yep. bringing Flash back. <laughs> we bought Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Funky Truck? We got it. Funky Truck 2? You know it. Ex- exclusive to Google. <laughs> what about Cream Savers Bowling? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> fuck yeah david crane's on board with this shit we just figured yeah. it out <laughs> illuminati confirmed <laughs> uh, yeah huh. that'll That's probably awesome. be a next a next year deal if that ever turns it would out be, to be anything. A, the thing is is like the i don't think the gaming landscape can sustain more than three like major players so I think whatever they're going to do will probably have to be more of like a niche or indie focus thing, which at that point, yeah. are you really not just doing like an Android system, which is kind of come and gone? I mean, we've not seen that really take off. <laughs> which like the NVIDIA Shield be, was probably the yeah. most successful variant, right? And like that, well, that became the Switch, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm skeptical. I'm curious, but I'm skeptical. I don't think they would market it as like that, you know, it wouldn't be like we're getting in this ring direct competitors with Sony and Microsoft. I feel like, yeah, they might get those third, you know, like triple A games, but I don't know. I feel like they target it as something else, more of a sure home device or something like that. Yeah, I could see that. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this, if anything. They're going to release Skyrim for it, though, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Bethesda is just like, yeah, they're licking their lips over there. <laughs> what else can we port this to? <laughs> Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get it out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I thought, like... um we talked about this a little bit before the recording, knowing knowing it was a slow news week. But we used to, for those of you who are like newer to the podcast, I'd say like our first nine months of existence, maybe um, now six months. We used to do like a like main segment, like main topic, and it was always focused on like a show or a retro system, like memories, a game, which were fun, but they kind of like. You know, if you're not into a certain topic, that's your whole podcast or at least 40 minutes of it. But I thought it would be fun to just kind of like do like a mini version of that and like talk about some stuff because we haven't really like gone down the nostalgia route as much lately. Um, and just kind of like. I was thinking like handheld stuff, like first handheld games. Do you guys remember growing up? I know for me, my very first experience was the Game Boy. Which I got after years of begging for a Nintendo 
from Santa. I think I got a Game Boy at least three years after asking for the NES. <laughs> and I had Tetris, and that was my only game for at least six months, and it was glorious. It was a great handheld. Yeah, pretty much everybody I knew had a Game Boy. A few with a Game Gear. I th- thought those guys were even cooler because they were playing Sonic in color. It was years later that it was like, no, the Game Boy was the right move. <laughs> right. Or for those Game Gear owners immediately after like their first realization that your four AA or double D batteries had like disappeared in the hour and a half you played Sonic. Yeah. Like I made a grave mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for me, my uh my first handheld, if you don't count like the Tiger handhelds, was sure. actually the game.com which is <laughs> wow that not is not a good entry so point you, yes that's not a good yeah. entry point <laughs> luckily it didn't last too long my parents must have been on a good roll or something and they're like yeah they must have realized that they made a bad mistake there because <laughs> so this is the, a gift like you didn't choose or ask for it like you just got it and i don't or... yeah i don't think so i'm pretty sure it must have been like a clearance 40 dollar thing or something like that i don't know or four dollars um, yeah four because <laughs> uh, <laughs> i believe the next year maybe the year after that was when i got my game boy pocket i believe it was maybe it was a color and that's kind of right when Pokemon hit. I was kind of joined that craze where that kind of gave a whole new life to that platform too. So, oh yeah, for sure. I think Pokemon was like where I felt like I was getting too old for my Game Boy because like I had the original. Like <laughs> I had the Game Boy back when like it was gray and that was all you got and you liked it. Like that was the Game Boy. Yeah. So by the time Pokemon came out, I was like, "Fuck that! That's like for babies," and I missed out on like a whole generation <laughs> of something people love so yeah <laughs> a whole generation of the same game over and over and over again well you get different colors you know every few years it's yeah i never really got into the handheld uh, my little brother had game boy or game boy advanced or something but i never really got into them um i guess technically the only handheld game i had was a fishing game it was a bass fishing cast with a reel in Which it. those were awesome. It was fun. Yeah. But that was really the only only one I had. I had a, a solitaire one too or something, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like on the bass fishing train like for a long time. Like those games were so simple and so great. <clears throat> like you had the yours had like the vibration like force feedback, right? Like when you get like a fish on and stuff. Yep. And you could do the yeah. like release tension or whatever and I think that you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep them fishing all in. <laughs> yeah, that were... is crazy, like those were really popular for a while. There. Well it's funny too, yeah. like when you think about those like fishing handhelds and like how outdated that technology was. Cause like by that time, like we're talking this was like N sixty four, like PlayStation era. There were already like way better handhelds out there. Like, cause the Game Boy Color at that point was available. And like those, like everyone I knew had that dumb bass fishing game. It was like such an, it was such a good game for how simple it was. I had to been around like LCD what? screen. 95-ish, I suppose. 96. Yeah. 97 maybe. 
I think that's about when they took right. off. And then remember they'd have all like those hunting accessory ones too. Like my dad had one where it was like a deer scope. And then like you like look through this shitty little like viewfinder thing at this like, I don't know, nickel sized black and white screen <laughs> to like try yeah. and get a deer lined up in your crosshair. Uh-huh. That's probably around 95. Yeah. But yeah. Those Sounds were kind of like the first like motion controls almost like, or that style where it's almost like, I don't know. It's you, you had to kind of imagine it, right? Right. Like that bass fishing game, you had to basically imagine like, oh yeah, there's a fish on, you know, sort of. Yeah, it's true. Like you'd feel a vibration. You'd like throw the thing up in the air like a Wiimote. Yeah, Probably yeah. a lot of like broken noses and shattered televisions with that. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. It was addictive. Yeah. And then did you guys keep going into more handhelds? Like I, I got my first job and the PSP looked like the coolest thing in the world at that point. You know, it was an MP3 player played movies like that was at that point in time. That was a pretty insane machine to be doing all that stuff in that little handheld. It's pretty expensive, but yeah, that was I got a PSP like right near launch too. And I just, I think I was about done with college. I think it was like my last, it was my last year of college. And then I got one of those as a gift from an ex. (laughs) You always get to keep keep the games, kids. Just remember that. (laughs) Girls come and go. Those video games, sweet, sweet video games. And yeah, like like you said, like it was like this great multimedia thing. And like I had all my MP3s on there. The memory card, like marketing scheme from Sony was of course like horrendous. It was like what, like. $35 $35 for a half a gig. But then it was shortly after that, they had all those like freeware, like video conversion systems. And like, of course that was back when like LimeWire and like all that shit was still going and uh torrents. So like I was constantly like <laughs> compressing like episodes of family guys. So I could get like six of them on a um, <laughs> memory card. And I actually, and then oh, I remember this, so, like I actually built a mount for my dash in my car. And then I had, um, <laughs> I would, I would load it with movie or music videos. Then I had uh, green days, like bullet in the Bible, like that documentary, like live concert. So I'd like drive around just like, I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. Like I got a TV for my radio. It was dumb. Like I, I was way too old to be like hack jobbing, like a dash mount for like a PSP. But yeah, it was a great, concert. I don't know. That's on at that point in time, that, that would have been pretty badass. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Until you're booze cruising and then you're distracted by your bullet in a Bible and you're watching that and like nearly <laughs> kill yourself in a ditch. Yeah. I realized that like a lot of my stories in this podcast involve me drinking or driving drunk. I would just like to point out that they're funny stories to reference, but I'm not actually always drunk in behind the wheel. These were very select moments. Is that why you do live <laughs> like two blocks away from the liquor store? Exactly. Why do I need to drive? I need to yeah. walk there. <laughs> Many times between matches. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm out of beer. It'll take me 30 seconds. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's convenient. Yeah, I think, like, oh. after the Game Boy, I transitioned. Like, the next one I had, other than the PSP, was... I didn't do DS at all, but I did the Game Boy Advance. I got that. Because, like, that was kind of when the Game Boy Advance came out and like that lineup came out and you're like, Oh, they're porting all these like amazing super Nintendo games. 
at that point, oh, yeah. like I was at the age where I was like nostalgic for that. Right. Like I was, you know, just out of high school and I'm like, Oh, I loved all these games growing up, you know? So that was really refreshing. I kind of fizzled out on the Game Boy Advance though. Like, cause let's be honest when the Game Boy Advance came out, that was still the area of like you, you were going to get shit if you were an adult or adult ish type person sitting around playing a Game Boy in public. Like you, that totally not accepted. So it was like, you know, I, I could sit in my dorm room and play it, but like, I'm going to do that. I'd rather just turn on the PlayStation or PS2 at that point and play or yeah. Halo with my friends. So <clears throat> it was like a guilty pleasure system. I didn't like really get that into it because of, the stigma still associated back then. Yeah. And even the PSP, I feel like when that came out, that was still kind of like, I feel like people liked, like people were like, wow, what is that? Like, what does that do? But still like, I would never have fucking pulled that out in like a bar or something or see, why don't I go back to drinking a restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, the closest I had to a handheld would have been after the fishing would have been the, the PlayStation One or whatever the like mini one because you could put that oh, into the like, screen. Yeah. yeah, well, it has yeah. that option. Yeah, but mine didn't have that. You can you can have that or whatever because you can have that. It's like an attachment, isn't it? Flip screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plugs into the. Yeah, but, yeah that thing's see, smaller than a Switch, so yeah, it's a I just had that for. <laughs> Throwing so it in my collection, I never actually used it. But. You hook yours up to like a TV in your car then, or what? No, I never actually used it. I just got it for <laughs> oh, collection really? life. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think it's kind of neat. I just bought one too at a garage sale not that long ago. I think I got one for free, too. Because it didn't work. This one should work. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because like the handheld gaming thing never stuck with me. Like even like mobile games, like I don't really play games on my phone or anything. <clears throat> I never played the Switch. I bought the 2DS or new 2DS XL. I don't use it. I probably will unload it. And even my Switch, like I very seldom play that in handheld. Like that is a console for me that I hook up to my TV. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is. I think it's just like uh... <clears throat> at this point, I think I just prefer the feel of like an actual like solid, well-designed separate controller um and having the bigger screen and just being able to like relax on the couch plus i play a lot of online games which you're not doing that on a handheld so yeah oh come on pubg mobile <laughs> that's true i can play fortnite now but i feel like there's like i think for handheld people like if you're in rpgs and stuff i think there's a lot more for those people to like grasp yeah. onto um that's that's what i was PSP just gonna say like well, that's why that's the way I like to play it anyway. Like, if I'm playing like a strategy game, like I, I don't want to play a Fire Emblem on a TV. Sure, like, I I want that kind of like right up in my face to, you know, actually kind of look at the whole map right in front of you, you know. Whereas I don't know, it, it's it's kind of just a preference. I, I that probably started off with Pokemon because it was an RPG on the platform. And then it snowballed into Game Boy Advance, where I did a lot of Fire Emblem, Advance Wars, that type of game. So I could, I don't know if that just trained me to be that way, where I prefer, you know, those type of turn-based, like slower strategy thinking type games on a handheld or not. But 
that's the way it's been. Well, and those games like make good sense too. Like it's a good fit, right? Because those are games that will take countless hours to take on. And like if you're somebody who's got a roommate or you're a kid and you get a parent, like they're not going to want you tie up the TV. Because back mm-hmm. then, like a lot of that stuff, like it was the family TV, and like that's where your PlayStation was or whatever. And you know, if you got it on the handheld, like you can put hours into it, like you need to, and you're not in anybody's way. The dream of the Wii U. <laughs> Fully real. It wasn't a dream. It was a reality. It was the greatest <laughs> console yeah. ever. I, it's sad that Nintendo took a step back with the Switch, but they did. I actually do a lot of games on mobile. Do you? Yeah. Fun? Yeah. And it, well, like you were saying, you play PUBG and stuff like that. We're like full fledged games yep. too, and that that makes me. Uh, actually, it's probably the best playing PUBG, and it's on phone. Oh. <laughs> Such a bizarre statement. Like, if you went back to, like, 2002, you'd be like, fuck you. Asshole, yeah. that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's, like, incomprehensible. Yeah, it's, Your cell phone you play how... what now? You're a dumbass. Oh, well, it plays compared to everything else. It's even on got the new map, and that plays just fine. Like, huh. Granted, yeah. PC actually plays pretty well, too. You just got cheaters all over. Well, and that's the thing. Like, when you compare, like, how much money Fortnite makes on mobile compared to, like, all the other consoles combined, it's not even close. Like, <laughs> every company is probably going to do that, put it on mobile, because it's just, like, that's where the people are. Yeah, and they added the season pass and stuff. Like, basically, the same thing as what Fortnite has. That's on mobile. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy the way they've been able to, like, just scale up and down games, like, in recent years. Like, with that, like, stuff you'd never thought could be turned into a format that would play on, like, a lesser device. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. the technology's gotten better in, like, portables and, like, handhelds and phones, but, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what the, like, minimum phone would be to play it, but... And it does a test when you first launch it to see what phone you have. And it adjusts the settings. And there's a guy at work that when he did it, it put everything to minimum. And he still can't play it. Like, it's too choppy. So I assume you probably have to have something, I don't know, fairly new. Somewhat new, yeah. Crazy. I don't don't remember what mine is. I think mine's an 8, iPhone 8. The one that's glass. So whatever's solid glass is the one I have. So regardless of, well, I guess this is some personal opinion, but what do you think it, what handheld library is the best? I think it has to be the Game Boy Advance. <clears throat> and I'm saying that knowing that it's backwards compatible with the other lines of Game Boy. So technically you're getting three gens. Yeah. Plus like a lot of awesome Super Nintendo ports. No, I'm counting it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't meow me. That's not the spirit no, I think, of the question, like, even as a, but I'll let it slide. Even as a standalone, li- <laughs> even as a standalone library, I think that on its own, just what was released and the lifespan and like the quality of ports and the quality of like sequels, I would put that up there. Because I think Game Boy is a little too simple. Game Boy Color really just added a new p- palette, so those games were still mm-hmm. pretty primitive. I think Super, like the Super Nintendo-ish feel of a Game Boy Advance is 
I like that art style. I like pixel art and stuff like that. I think like 2DS doesn't age well, and I think 3DS, I don't know, it didn't it didn't resonate with me. So I don't. And that looks. I mean, to be honest, like having a 2DS or a new 2DS, whatever the fuck I have, and then like looking at that, those games compared to a Switch, like they're kind of ugly and dated. Where I think yeah. like the visuals and that like era of you know, 32 bit or whatever, Super Nintendo style um, graphics and gameplay. I think that ages well. So to me, I think that's kind of like the timeless classic library with like so many good titles. That's my vote. If you would have asked me a few years ago, I would have said the 3DS. Actually, I would have said that Nintendo's been a constant scale up Game Boy you know, Game Boy Advance is better than Game Boy. DS is better than Advance. 3DS is better than just regular DS. But I don't know, kind of at some point, like halfway through or maybe like two thirds through the lifespan of the 3DS. Like Nintendo just kind of gave up and started just regurgitating garbage on it. So like these last few years of 3DS, like there's nothing outstanding on it like can't miss where like those first few years they were doing some pretty good stuff on there. Um, I thought, but I don't know. Well, it's tough. Cause like, I have no experience, you know, with any of that. Cause I completely skipped those generations. Sure. Yeah. Side note, I've been watching, well, I watched a friend of mine a couple times stream, uh, a Splatoon, on switch yep. or yeah and uh that game actually looks pretty fun i kind of want to get a switch switch is good that's it's yeah splatoon seems like your type of game probably i heard you guys or ryan i guess talk about it some but I just like meh ignored it yeah it looks pretty fun one day i'll play it my shrink wrapped <laughs> copy from of Splatoon for the Wii U from Three Fathers Days ago is still on my backlist. I was gonna say you have a Wii U now, right? Yeah. Just yeah, get the first one because it's a, a shot. Yeah, it's a it's pretty much the same game. The first one, like the second one, didn't add a whole lot. They still have online. Uh, um, I believe so. For now, I don't know yeah, how many no. people are playing it, but <laughs> it's still there. Yeah. But Killer Queen Black, anyway, so might as well get it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. We should, yes, get one in time for Killer Queen Black. We'll all play it. It'll be awesome. Needs to happen. So, you didn't answer the question. What do you think your favorite library would be, Andy? Me? I'll probably yeah. say DS. You, Just you're because still going DS? Yeah. I think so. 3D, I would have said 3DS, but I think DS is just the breath of everything on it. Like they hit all their major franchises pretty well on the DS. So probably say that you get a, you get a vote, Justin, or are you just like that fishing game was the best? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really have a vote. I would say probably the one of the Nintendo ones though, because I wouldn't consider the PSP or right. game gear in there running at all. No. And that would have to be yeah, it's hard to put one of the later Game Boys. Or Game Boy styles.
They said it wasn't humanly possible. All the power and excitement of Nintendo right in the palm of your hand. Introducing Game Boy. It's portable, it's in stereo, and its games are interchangeable. Game Boy comes complete with batteries and the outrageous new game, Tetris. And for head-to-head -head competition, use Video Link and blow your opponent away. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, portable power. Okay, time for the fail bag, where we answer old magazine questions as if they were addressed to us today. Um, Brian from uh, Nintendo Power number two from September 1988. Nice. Yeah. Deep old, cut. Yeah. Old one here. Uh, and it shows. Do your Nintendo tapes only last five years? Does it matter if you set them on chairs or if you put the controllers on the floor? Hmm. This is, I figured we'd start out with a deep thinker here. What harm could come to a game setting it on a chair? Like don't what's happening put it in this on, household. No, don't put it on chairs. People go on chairs, not games, <laughs> not tapes. Sorry. Silly, come on. <laughs> I mean, at least certainly it's not advisable to take your expensive Nintendo tapes and put them where someone might accidentally sit on them and crush them, but will it damage it? Probably not. For a second, I thought you were reading like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Did that rhyme or what? Just the way he was reading it. Yeah, just the way I was doing it, yeah. Well, and just how off the wall it is, too. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's well known throughout retro gaming communities that setting your NES controllers on the ground will make them spontaneously combust on occasion. Um, so yeah, maybe, they won't. Maybe not advisable. Depends on how hard you set them down, I suppose. Right. Just know like that once you set it down, that five year clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. It's going to be. <laughs> and it's in motion perpetually. You can pick it up and it stops the clock. But as soon as it hits the ground again, it starts over from like five years and whatever. Not. Yeah, that's quite the that is a very obvious like. We don't understand games yet. Question <laughs> yeah. from this yeah. poor fellow, Brian. I mean, if you actually think they're tapes or something, then you you probably have to be more careful with right. that, you know. But the key is just rewind them after every use, and you'll have no problems. It's fine. Be yeah. kind, rewind. Exactly. <laughs> Dang it. Problem solved. Nintendo's uh, response, though, I love it because they start out like, "Oh, actually, they're not tapes. They're that's just a slang term." But NES game packs, they call them. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, much better. And of course, they always spell it uh, packs with a P A K S. Right. So I always wondered that myself. Like, what does that mean? Why is it, why is it a pack? Probably just bad translation from Japanese to English. They just didn't realize there was a <laughs> C. It's yeah. silent. <laughs> Okay, Edward from Linden, New, Jer New Jersey says, <clears throat> a few months ago, my mother, 
I'm not even looking at you guys. <laughs> Good, because we weren't we weren't air squeezing magical titties or anything while you were reading this question. Uh. <laughs> it's late, people. It's late. People come to us for advice and we're sitting here fucking around. <laughs> Nobody comes to us for advice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Edward from Linden, New Jersey says, A few months ago, my mother said how sometimes her life was monotonous. I told her, Why don't you play games on the Nintendo Entertainment System? She said, What difference would it make? The, day, the next day she tried, and ever since that, she has been beaming aliens, turtle bopping, Punching wrestlers, knocking out boxers, designing courses, racing cars, saving royal maidens, and defeating monsters. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like your mom might suffer from a little bit of depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, your medical advice isn't, it's not misguided, but maybe just let her see an actual professional. No. Your no. prescription is more Nintendo games. <laughs> Dr. Mario's here. <laughs> <laughs> prescription, more video games. <laughs> uh, it's kind of awesome that this kid's mom gave it a shot, but yeah. that <laughs> Definitely seemed like a cry for help, and I don't <laughs> think video games is the long-term solution. Uh, I'm just trying to picture it like... Going up to my kid and be like, you know what, son? My life's just fucking boring. <laughs> it just sucks. I'm coming to you for advice. What should I do with my life? Well, have you tried video games? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then taking that advice. Yeah. <laughs> you're desperate as a parent if you're like, okay, I'll do this. What's better than beating your kid? You ungrateful little son of a bitch. You ruined my life. So this is probably like the happy end of the spectrum for this scenario. Yep. It's a good outcome. Mm -hmm. Good on you. <laughs> uh, George from Austin, Texas. I am a nine-year-old third grade student in Austin, Texas. It took me three or no. It took me nearly nine months of saving my allowance and doing odd jobs around the house to save up for the Nintendo. I also saved up to buy a few of the game packs, not tapes. Good job. Yes. <laughs> this guy's a, that's a job in PR. <laughs> I really appreciate my NES since I had to work so hard to get it. Not like those entitled millennials. Wait, oh, we didn't. That wasn't part of this. One day, <laughs> my... <laughs> One day, my teacher asked each student to write an article for our school newspaper, the Austin American Scotty. That is a shitty newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I took a poll for my article and found out many interesting things about the NES, including the fact that Nintendo is the most popular type. Everybody at school was so interested in my article that they made it the front page story with a big headline. I thought you might like to see it. Nintendo is the most popular type of what? Nintendo? So, uh, system. Oh. So he he has the article here, mm -hmm. and he kind of shows it. 
And then on the bottom of it, he has this graph. uh, A bar graph of like the most popular home video game systems. Oh, I'm curious now. Let's see. So. Okay, so one side is students. And okay, so 15 students in whatever his class had a Nintendo. Uh, looks like 11 had various computers. Six had Atari. Uh, over 10 had none. Those kids. Ouch. Poor kids. Yeah. 2600 was like 50 bucks new at this point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he spelled Sega lowercase to make it, you know, really small. Mm-hmm. And one kid had a Sega. Sounds about right. I didn't know the Master System existed until like 1998 when it was already dead and gone. Yeah. It seems a little lopsided, though, to like include like all variants of home PC. Because really, that's not the kid's computer, right? (laughs) I mean, mom and dad bought the computer for real shit. You just happen to play games on it. So (laughs) I I feel like that's a little flawed. I feel like most that's what I always heard was like, oh, yeah, mom and dad it. Mom and dad bought it for real shit, but they Mom didn't do real shit on it. Mom and dad. <laughs> Mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm so walking into my parents' house next time we visit. Mom and dad. Hey, hey, Mom and dad. <laughs> Can I just point out, like. It's one word. Mom and dad. <laughs> Mom and dad. <laughs> I think this kid is kind of spoiled, right? For allowance, nine months. He saved up and got yeah. like an NES yeah. was really effing expensive. No yep. way in nine months could I ever like maybe I would have had enough for a pack of juicy fruit. Like, damn. Yep. Plus, he says he really appreciates it because he worked so hard. Yeah, well, you didn't so you really didn't work hard enough to earn it that quickly. No. How much did he make in his odd jobs? Mine were chores <laughs> and that's with my allowance. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless these odd jobs are the street, but <laughs> I don't think a nine-year-old is. is I mean, I don't uh, want to give this kid too much gaff. I mean, he did work for it, but I think uh, I think the allowance budget might have been a little higher than the average uh, nine-year-old is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then he gets the front page of the paper. The We're talking about the prestigious Austin American Scotty here, and he gets the front page of this. Where does the Scotty come from? That's like the part that blows my mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah getting straight to his head yeah straight to his head we need to stop talking about him we're giving him too much of our time too yep he's too yeah pretentious little rich kid okay we're moving into uh egm number 70 may 1995 rob is saying recently i rented mortal kombat 2 for the 32x thinking that it would be far better than either the genesis or the super nes versions before i rented it I was considering selling my Super NES copy. Once I plugged it in and started playing, I was amazed. There is almost no difference between this version of the game and the Genesis version. The backgrounds are exactly the same and didn't even look as good as the Super NES version. The sad part is, that isn't even the fault of the hardware, just the programmers. Mm, That's not entirely (laughs) true. Uh, it's probably the fault of the business makers. <laughs> yeah. 
where they're just like, oh, let's just put the same game out there. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Right. I mean, it was obviously a quick port to make a few bucks. And sure, the hardware probably could have done a little bit more with it, but by the time that got moved over, it's not like... I th- I feel like pretty much outside of like the first, what, six weeks of the 32X existing, like it was already like in its death throes. So like nobody was really putting serious development work into it. Right. Yeah, they were probably talking about, you know, the next one at that point anyway. Yeah. And I would agree that like pretty much the the Super Nintendo with the Super FX chip in it could do better than the 32X ever did. Like at least in what was developed and shown and released for sure. Yeah, it, the amount of effort better. put into it. <laughs> and at, at the end of the day, it was always going to have a better sound chip, which was going to make it sound so much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a common theme between 32X. There was nothing there that was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a new system, you know? Right. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I feel it was a little off on the hardware. You know, just keep your Super Nintendo copy. I mean, was it really oh, yeah. that... Is it really that big of a draw with the Mortal Kombat 2 that you like needed to get the premium version of that game? I feel like all the home ports are pretty solid. I don't know. Right. I if anything, like that rotoscoped look of those people just look shittier as you get Yeah, that's true. Better graphics. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Just um, sell all of your copies of Mortal Kombat 2 and just wait for the uh Mortal Kombat collection on the PlayStation, I guess. Get that one. It's coming. Yeah. 1995. You're almost there. Justin, is there a mobile version of Mortal Kombat 2? I'm sure you could find some knockoff. I don't know. (laughs) That shit was everywhere. Mortal Kombat 2. One of my favorite things is that, like there's these like indie games that are doing that. So they're like taking high res photos of different moves that they're doing and making fighting games out of it. It's pretty funny. Really? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. So wait for one of those. Then you'll be like, wow, this is it looks real. <laughs> or wait for Dead or Alive. It's coming soon. Let me tell you, if you thought Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 was fun, get a load of those breast physics because they'll blow your mind. I was going to say, those don't look real. <laughs> no. I, I remember just playing that demo of that game on loop because I was just amazed that like they put enough physics in there to have like titties like bounce off an ankle and then like fly up over a chick's head. And, like who, who programmed that and thought that was a good idea? But then they bounce like three more times after that, too. Yeah. And then you're like, something's not right here. No, it's so fucked. It's unnatural. <laughs> yeah. They really nailed the breast physics on the sequel, though. So, you know, <laughs> much more natural. They know where their bread's buttered. <laughs> Harris from Milwaukee is asking... Can playing a lot of video games cause eye strain? Sometimes after playing games for a long time, my eyes begin to burn and tear. Is this a normal thing? Yep. <laughs> Don't worry Depends about it. Depends on what game. 
Sit yeah. closer to the TV. I think that's your problem. You're too far away. <laughs> Turn the lights off. You'll be fine. Yep. Get into VR like immediately. As soon as it comes available, get into VR. You'll love it. Clear those eyes right up. Is <laughs> <laughs> it really necessary to write a letter to a magazine? When I play video games, my eyes hurt and bleed. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> Consult a physician, man. Like you don't need to write EGM. Or how about just ask your parents? <laughs> Fuck no, that's not normal, idiot. What was their response? Uh, basically, that's like, yeah, first take a break every 15 or 20 minutes. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a little extreme. Yeah. This will take some uh, strain off your eyes. Yeah. Also, keep your light, uh, keep your room lit, well lit. I disagree. I strongly I take the opposite stance of that. Play yep. only in the dark, yep. a foot away from your screen. You'll be fine. What What if he's playing like something like Doom, and it's like actually like hurting his eyes in a metaphysical way? Well, there's nothing we can do for him. I know, but I I feel like this magazine gave him the wrong advice then. <laughs> so what should he do then? Play VR right away. Mm-hmm. Available. Yep. <laughs> Problem solved. VR fixes uh, everything. He probably scratched him out at some point. Ouch. I want to say right here what the same guy got two questions answered in, in the same magazine. Really? That's a load of bullshit. Which guy? The eye guy? No, the... The Mortal Kombat guy, he has a different question. Okay. Curious. And that he's talking about, okay, he owns a Sega Genesis Super NES, Turbo Graphics 16, and a 486 with a double speed CD ROM. And he basically goes on to say that he's doing the whole masquerade about PC being way better than any of the consoles. So why'd you buy three of them, dummy? Yeah. And why the hell are you renting a thirty or a Mortal Kombat 2 for the, your 32X? Right. And bitching about it not being better than your Super NES version when you didn't mention that you owned a 32X in your other letter. And you're talking about PC being the way to be. Sick of all these hmm. entitled rich kids hmm. this week. I think, yeah, I think this is all a bunch of fake news here. Everybody knows Triple Graphics was the best. Fact. Compared to a double speed CD-ROM? Are you kidding me? Come on. Let's have, you want to have this fight? Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, he, he's talking about how Doom, like, you wouldn't play that on... You you should play that on PC, and it's like, well, yeah, well, that's no the shit. one, right? It that's was freeware too. Yeah, obviously yeah. you're playing it on PC. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. or the Jaguar. I mean, but one of those two. Not the 32x. No. Is it good on the 32x? Uh, it's probably decent. Like 
all those are like levels cut and features cut and you know all that stuff so isn't the only thing missing from the jaguar one sound is it yeah i don't I think know so i don't remember one of them doesn't have sound i can't remember if it's 32x or jaguar i'm looking at the one for the jaguar yeah it's not like the doom soundtrack's good or anything oh, <laughs> if you want sound. that's true yeah so speaking <laughs> of uh jaguar when i was on our vacation at that one game store they had flashback loose cart for the jaguar no sticker on it just guess what they wanted for it i don't even know what that's worth what probably he probably wanted 50 bucks for it 75 dollars <laughs> okay he's like i'm like nope he's like have you played it i'm like yeah i'm like the genesis and the super nintendo which i think i picked it up on the genesis for like three dollars complete so no thanks stupid yeah it's on everything yeah well, and it just got re-released. It's on Switch now, and new Super Nintendo cartridges. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, I don't mean to derail our helpful advice to these poor needy children. Oh, I was... We're not helping any of these people. I, I actually do not get along with most of the people that we're trying to help this week, so... <laughs> help me <laughs> help you. Yeah, I say... The only... The one guy that lifted his mother out of maybe some somewhat serious uh, mental issues, that kid is the only stand-up guy this week. He is the letter writer of the week. The oh, rest of you guys, Breaking news, that kid's mom just jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, so <laughs> it didn't, didn't work. <laughs> Who knew that they were going to start making games that are pretty depressing, too? <laughs> That's where it took a turn. She made like she just died today, everybody, in the current air current year, twenty eighteen. Yeah. She played that dragon cancer and be like, I'm done. Well, she was sitting down with her son and they were playing they just finished a way out and she's like, I fucking hate my life. I hate my son. You betrayed me. No one loves me. We're gonna do this in real life. You do it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm kind of irritated with people in these uh magazines today so mm. I, I'm i think with you. uh yeah i'm done um i'll hand it over to you justin all right so you can find uh everything weekend rental at our website it's gonna be uh com. i on there, there'll be links to our Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. And you can feel free to follow us on there. Uh, we do have an email for any questions, comments, concerns. That's going to be weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send us an email with anything. Ryan will check it out. Yep. Um, you, can <laughs> you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And like Ryan had said earlier, uh, Go ahead and follow us on there and leave a review. Yeah, it definitely helps us out. And as always, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. Bananas. Corn and Velveeta cheese. I have a. I had to buy a giant tote at Walmart that's like big enough to be my fucking coffin to put all my unused like five dollar fucking toys to life shit in. Bury me with my Skylanders. <laughs> <laughs>